Welcome to HCS Talks. I am your host, Superintendent of Hampton City Schools, Raymond Haynes. This is a Hampton City Schools podcast. If you are listening for the first time, thank you for joining us. If it is important to students, parents, teachers, the community, or anything that has to do with education, we hope to cover it on HCS Talks. The goal is to inform, educate, and even entertain you. Today, we're going to talk about science as understanding science is important, perhaps now more than ever. Crises like COVID-19 not far behind, global temperatures rising, and technology issues like deep fake videos, it's not enough to simply know science content anymore. People need to understand how to access science information, evaluate it, and know what is a credible source and what is not. Not only that, they need to understand the very essence of science. For these reasons, Hampton City Schools is excited to look at a new way to teach science to our young people so that they can grow into scientifically literate citizens who can critically evaluate claims in order to make informed decisions. We're doing this through the use of hands-on science kits, science notebooks, and informative and engaging lesson presentations. Here with me today is Heather Van Hout, our elementary science teacher specialist, to talk a little bit more about the idea behind these science kits and how they will help students better understand what it truly means to do science. So, Ms. Van Hout, thank you for joining us on HCS Talks. If you're ready, we're going to dive right into the world of science. Thank you, Dr. Haynes. I'm excited to be here today. Tell me a little bit more about how these science kits got started. Where did the idea come from and what did you originally hope to accomplish? So if we can rewind a little bit coming out of, as you spoke about earlier, the COVID-19 pandemic, um, we had definitely seen um, a drop in our science scores. Um, We had also had a change in our standards from the 2010 to the 2018 standards. And so, you know, we were used to performing at a certain level and we were seeing a change in our performance. And so um, I had been invited to take part in being a curriculum writer for our division, along with my curriculum writing partner, Wendy. And um, division leaders like yourself started asking us some questions about the why. What, why were we struggling? What was difficult? Um, what was going well? What wasn't? Um, and one of those main players was Dr. Caggiano. And so we had the opportunity to sit down with him and Dr. Richardson. We started talking. And one of the most difficult things was that we our, our program we were using before had all of these boxes. And they were boxes built by unit anywhere from two to four. um, And all the materials we needed were in there, but you still had to pull it all together. You still had to pick and choose. Some things aligned, some things didn't. And so we, we lovingly called them cow boxes because they were black, black (laughs) and white speckled boxes. And, you know, uh, in a fifth grade classroom, sometimes you'd have them go to the wall if you didn't have a place to store them. And in classrooms where students are as big as I am, you know, you know, space is important. And then the time, the time it would take us to prepare. So we started sharing these concerns with our division leaders and they really hurt us. Um, And from there, the idea of a sort of um, hello fresh kit, as Dr. Caggiano has named it, um, for science kits came about. And so we thought, well, what better could it be 
if we could put these kits together, have them ready with instructions for teachers, all the supplies they needed, prepared and ready to go, they open the box and it's ready to deliver. I think one of the things that's difficult for teachers and and even from our side now to give back to teachers is the gift of time. We know there's not enough time in the day for many of us, but especially teaching when most of their day is that hands-on instruction. So we really wanted to give them back that gift of time while keeping them in the hands-on experiences as much as possible, really doing that science. That is outstanding. One of the things you mentioned, looking at how the standards change, Mm -hmm. and then for some reason we were still providing that instruction based on previous standards. So that had an adverse impact on the uh, student outcome measures as well. And one of the things we often talk about is making certain we have the appropriate game plan in place to ensure students are prepared and in the execution of it. So it was good that you all were able to take a look at that and make the necessary adjustments based on the obstacles we were faced with and have these uh, science kits um, created. So what else went into creating the science kits? Who else was a part of putting them together? And oh, what did goodness. that entail? Um, a lot of people. So when we first started with the idea, again, it was really um, myself, Wendy, our curriculum writer, Dr. Caggiano, um, Dr. Richardson, and we all started having these talks at the table about what it might look like, what it could look like. Um, we were able to kind of brainstorm some ideas. And then we were able to meet with, in the spring, we met with a a small group of teachers, fifth grade teachers, and we brought them in and we had conversations with them about, okay, here's some ideas we we have. Like, what do you think would work? What would you like to see differently? Um, Through that, we discovered that, you know, we love interactive notebooking, but in the elementary level specifically, um, the amount of time it still takes even fifth graders to cut, glue, put things in their notebook, write things down was still a challenge. And so we, we also realized what would be even better as if with along with these kits, if we could have those notebooks mirror what they were doing. And when the pandemic hit, we had started doing slide decks as well through Google Slides, and we delivered our lessons that way. So we had already kind of continued that, updated them. And so what even better is if we could make all of those go together. That is fantastic. So the actual kits that you put together, mm-hmm. though, and, and delivered to schools were... The other folks involved in delivering the kits or putting the kits together? Oh, absolutely. So a team of us, my my entire science department, Dr. Richardson, uh, Keisha Lucas, we all kind of came together, curriculum leaders, um, and we were able to start putting these together. We were even able to use our own academies students from the high schools. Um, they came in this summer and they helped us work. They helped us pick up our old materials. They've helped us sort. They've helped us recreate these kits, stuff these kits, and we were able to actually bring them in as a part of the process as well. So I knew that. That's what I was trying. <laughs> I was trying to get you to yes. to say that for the listening audience. So, with the young people in the academies at the high school, was it a particular academy, or, or did they just come from? All four um, high schools? Or? Most of them, I believe, were from Hampton High School. I think they were from some different academies. Um, and we were giving them that opportunity to feel, you know, and be a part of what it's like to be in a, in a job. And, right. you know, we even before they left us for the summer, we were able to kind of talk to them about what it's like, what good work qualities are, and talking to them about how they need to be prepared for going out into the real world right. soon. Given that real world relevant experience to our young people as well and looking at that connection with the academies and how they can actually provide that additional support for young people even at the elementary level. I think that's pretty powerful. And I think it was exciting for them too because they got to see what an impact they were making on where they had been not too long ago. So as we were putting it together, I was like, but look what you're doing for these kids. And as they started to see it all come together, they're like, oh wow, the kids are going to get to do this and we got to create it. We even put inside, um, they have a year-long kit with some science material like 
uh, measuring tools and things like that that they'll use all year long. And we put a little note in there, and each of the kids that helped signed it. Nice. And so they have their own little mark on it as well. So it, it, it's a mark in history for them, too, and just looking at the sustainability of it all. If yes. they were to come back and see us still uh, utilizing the implementation of these science kits, they will know that they were a part of the initial phases of this. Absolutely, with their own little signature right yes. inside the box, which I just think was such a nice touch. That is outstanding. I know, Ms. Van Hout, we actually will have a presentation to the board at some point in time. So yes, sir. What would we'd expect what would we expect the board members to see when you're presenting that information or the science kits because I think there is a request to actually bring the science kits yes so we have um, some images of the kids the kids using the kits as well as some sample items um, so they'll get to see all the components we've mentioned they'll get to see an example notebook they'll get to see um, we have the year-long science kit with the tools in it and then we have them by unit after that we're inside each bigger um, it's like a plastic box that closes inside each of those you have a, another box and each lesson is labeled inside there so they pull out the box or the bag and it's there with teacher instructions all the materials cut and ready for them to go everything laid out and you everything. mentioned earlier as well giving teachers the gift of time back because they don't have to take the time to create these lesson activities in the kit it's already done and prepared absolutely for them. so having hands-on materials we know is great but how do we make it easy for teachers to know what to do with the kits each day? And you sort of spoke about that. Anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, absolutely. So with creating these kits, we do it with the associate or new teachers in mind, where someone who isn't familiar with the material, whether it's science, fifth grade, what, whatever grade it might be, can come in and deliver it. It gives them instructions. It gives them teacher tips. We've embedded those in the slide decks, sometimes even in our unit plans. And then we've even been working to create some model video lessons nice. where we have some of our own um, either division leaders, teachers, our veteran teachers, and even some of our um, newer teachers that have been at it a couple years, though, helping us create and model what it should look like. So they're getting to hear from their very own people on and, and being able to choose and model. So we're going in and co-teaching with them. We're putting out these videos. We're also doing monthly PDs to kind of help show them how to implement some things and give them tips and tricks along the way. Oh, that support uh, is pretty powerful, and we know that that serves as a as a as a motivator for for folks to actually stay with Hampton City Schools. So we often talk about retaining exceptional staff. That support that you all provide on a regular basis, I'm I'm sure teachers feel supported, and that they are want to be at the top of their game in terms of presenting these lessons. It's based on the training that's provided. So. What additional supports do you provide for teachers in utilizing these kits? Um, we, again, give instructions. We um, try and give them tips. We've been going out into buildings and co-teaching with them. Um, if they have areas of strength or weakness, um, we go in and support them in that way. We'll bring them to us. We'll do professional developments where we can model what it looks like start to finish and then be able to put out, you know, videos as we go of different tidbits, how to use the notebooks, how to demonstrate, how to ask questions, all those key components of the lessons. Very good. So, and you probably spoke about some of this already, if you wanted to elaborate, how do you decide what goes into a kit and you sort of kind of walk us through a particular lesson from a kid. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of my favorites, because it used to take so much time on the teacher's part, is we do um, what we call a lifeboat experiment. And it's in the very beginning of the school year. Lifeboat? Lifeboat, yes, okay. sir. So it, the problem they have to figure out is how many passengers could a lifeboat hold? And students get to talk and make predictions. And it all goes back into that scientific engineering process. Nice. And they have to think about, well, do all lifeboats hold the same amount? 
So what we did was we created the kit for them. They get a basin they fill up with water. And then we have paper cups of varying sizes that represent their lifeboats. Well, you know, normal paper cups all come in the same size. Right. We used to have to cut them, cut them individually for each group. And I don't even want to recount the amount of time <laughs> that took or the time it took for us to do it this summer to prepare them. So really hundreds of these little paper lifeboats that had to be cut, the amount of time that saved teachers. But when they opened their kit, they were already there labeled with them for size. The teachers just had to pull them out and allow the kids to test them. And then we were able to give them little washers. Um, some some kits had pennies. Um, that was originally the idea, but we had to modify a little bit with some right. coin shortages, yes. again, coming out of the pandemic. Um, but we were able to then have them test, well, how much could it hold and what what differences do you notice? You know, does a bigger ho boat hold more, less? Um, and so everything they needed besides the water was right there. So it told them what materials to use, step-by-step -step instructions, and then told them maybe what they might need to get also from their building, like water. Yes. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Quite interesting, too. And I have to make certain that I get an opportunity to go and see yes. some of this put into action as well. So what sort of reaction or feedback have you received uh, from teachers regarding the kids? Honestly, mostly positive. Um, excitement, lots of gratitude, lots of thanks. Um, they've said, you've given us back the gift of time. Um, we've made their lives easier. They love being able to just pull it out and deliver it. And they still recognize there's planning that needs to go ahead, but they're able to better focus on preparation of the content and reading through and being an expert on the area rather than having to spend all those time, you know, cutting lifeboats or preparing their materials. Their materials are there and they can really yes. be ready for that hands-on piece. Gives them more time to get into the actual experimentation of it all. Absolutely. So what about the students? What type of feedback have you received from students? They love it. Um, I think one of the coolest moments for me is, you know, again, we started this with the idea last winter, probably started kind of planning for it in the spring, but really getting to go in this fall and help co-teach with some of the new teachers and see everything we've been working on come together was so amazing. The kids were so excited. The teachers are using the materials. The kids are excited about science and the teachers seem far less overwhelmed and far less nervous. I know it can be intimidating to get out that many materials and to feel like you're losing control of yes. your classroom, but really they're making the kids accountable for their learning and the kids take a sense of pride in it. And um, I went into one building and they were, students were getting pulled for something. And the teacher said he actually had to modify his schedule a little bit because this, the kids were so upset they were missing science. So he had to alternate so <laughs> that they weren't missing science every time they got pulled. Right. So getting excited about science, it getting just speaks so volumes about so these science kits and an impact that it has as well. So what are your future goals for this program? Our future goals are to continue what we've already started as a group, as a team, continue to take that that teacher feedback and the feedback from students to modify and make it better and refine our practice. And then I really think ideally we would love to continue to spread this out into some other grade levels and be able to duplicate this in other areas as well. Well, that was going to be one of my questions. What do you envision doing for other grade levels? I know fifth grade, fifth graders are benefiting from this, but I could see how impactful this could be for 
all grade levels. Absolutely. I mean, my big vision would be to be able to do this for all grade levels, especially, you know, starting with our SOL our grades, because we know, unfortunately, they right. get the most priority. Yes. But after that, being able to take the surplus of materials, because again, some things we use, some things we didn't, being able to inventory it, being able to spread it out to the lower grades or the upper grades and right. be able to allow all of our children to be able to have these hands-on experiences and save all of our teachers this time by preparing these things for them. Have there been any plans in regards to looking at eighth grade at this point? Yes, I think that would be our next goal would be to try eighth grade next. So once we get this going and get it refined, I think that would be our next step would be eighth grade after that, especially knowing that they have to do their sixth, seventh, and eighth grade standards all in one, where we just have four and five in one. Right. So this is exciting in looking at how those kits would look in terms of combining all that information, like you mentioned, from sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Absolutely. I am certain that the eighth grade teachers would greatly appreciate having that resource as well. And often, like we already said, save them the gift of time of preparing some materials as well. But just as importantly, young people are going to enjoy that. And by the time we created it, probably will have had some fifth graders who are very familiar with the kids. So by the time they get to eighth grade. And they're already going to know how it works and be looking forward to it. Teaching the teachers how to utilize it. (laughs) Right. They do that so often. (laughs) Yes. So if there's one thing, Ms. Van Hout, you could tell everyone about teaching and learning science, what would that be? Oh, goodness. Just one, Dr. Haynes. <laughs> <laughs> one that stands out. I and mean, you can elaborate on a few more. I think, like. I think look, what you said in the beginning, really just the doing piece. Um, everything we're seeing, and I know even as an adult, I, I learn best by doing. And I'm going right. to remember, even if that's somebody scaffolding it with me, but really getting, not being afraid to let the kids get their hands on it own their learning and being able to do, you know, um, the things we see or hear, we might remember, but the things we do are really going to stay with us. And so giving them as many of those experiences as we can that they may not get in their everyday life. And then realizing how that can play into everyday life, that science is all around us. So again, just keeping those hands on things in science. And teaching young people the love for science as well, because sometimes like math, people sort of kind of shy away from science because it, it, can, it can, be can appear to be overwhelming. It Absolutely. Can be a lot. It can be a lot, especially with all the materials that go into it. But once you, once you get your routine going and you teach the kids, like you said, they'll be yes. teaching you and giving them the opportunity to explore. It's so powerful. Outstanding. So I forgot to ask you <laughs> in the beginning, which is what I should have started with, Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background as a whole. So I am actually a product of Hampton City Schools. Um, My dad was in the Air Force, so we moved here in 1999. um, And I finished out my um, fifth grade year at Burbank. And then I went to Sims and then followed up at Kickatan. And so I am a product of Hampton City Schools. I went on um, to get my degree in elementary ed at Old Dominion University before returning back to Hampton City Schools. I did my pre-service teaching experiences here and then came back and actually had my first year teaching at Merrimack. Um, And then I have been teaching after that. I ended up at Barron and then now I am in the science department. So again, as you mentioned earlier, very proud to be a part of Hampton City Schools, honored to be a part of this project and to give back to the district that kind of grew me into who I am. Oh, that that is music to my ears and and recognizing that you are Hampton City Schools graduate who chose to come back and give back to the community that helped to develop you into the the wonderful educator that you are today. 
Thank That's you. No, it's my honor. I'm I'm so glad to be here. And and Hampton just offers us all so many wonderful opportunities. So I'm very grateful to be a part of it. Yes, man. We're very grateful to have you. Anything else you'd like to share with the listening audience before we close out today? I don't think so. Just thank you so much for allowing me to be here and to share my love of science and this awesome project that we are collaboratively working on. And I can't wait to continue to share more. So we, we should also share with the listening audience the impact these science kits have made. We talked about in the beginning, how we saw a decline in student performance. So since the science kits have been in play, what have we seen in terms of overall student results? Absolutely. So we are already seeing some growth in performances. Again, with that excitement and that passion is coming some data to back it up. And so um, once we were able to modify our curriculum originally to move towards this direction, we've seen some incredible growth. And and I can't wait to see what the SOL scores will show this year. Yes, it's been often said the proof is in the pudding, but it's been extended to say the proof is in the taste of the pudding. So we <laughs> recognize the ingredients in this science kit and looking at the overall outcomes in terms of taste, we, we are seeing some significant improvements in student performance as well as confidence in st- and teachers delivering the instruction as well. Absolutely. It's a great feeling when you when you get to go in and you're met with not just hugs from the students, but hugs from the teachers as well. So. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and they recognize the, the, the part you played in leading this work too. And we certainly appreciate your choosing Hampton City Schools and choosing to stay with us and looking forward to all the great and creative things you will continue to create for our young people as well. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. So, Ms. Van Howe, thank you for joining me today and for sharing your love of the science kits and to our listening audience. It has been a fascinating conversation. You have a lot of energy and that energy is rather infectious and I can tell how much you love teaching and and your love for science as well. So, and to our listeners, remember, education is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. As one community, one transformation, we will ensure academic excellence for every child, every day, whatever it takes. Looking forward to next week. Listen to learn more about Hampton City Schools. New episodes of HCS Talks drop on Thursdays. Subscribe and listen to HCS Talks. HCS Talks is a Hampton City Schools production.